Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello all and welcome to A Shall We Read a Poem. I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. How are you, Lauren? I took on, well, it's always kittens. It's kittens. It's always kittens. (laughs) Recently, I took on some kittens that needed some taming. And while I had them... An emergency call came in with these really sick kittens. They're about seven weeks old that had really bad eye infections. And it was clear that if we didn't do something that they were going to suffer profusely. So I was like, fine, I'll put them in my basement. And my basement is not a great place for kittens to be. It is decent temperature control down there. But, you know, they can't interact with anybody. They only get interaction when, when someone goes down to feed them or clean their kennel or whatever. So we try to have kittens in my basement only on a very temporary basis. Yeah. And last night, I was in my room, and I kept hearing these weird sounds. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. And my cat was in the window, staring (laughs) outside, and I hear some weird sounds, and then suddenly I hear a thunk of the basement doors closing, and I have a basement that has those storm doors, you know, like from the Wizard of Oz or whatever. Okay. So I was like, oh, it's just the wind. The wind closed the storm doors. Someone came and stole the kittens. Not exactly. (laughs) Getting ahead of me. And I had been hearing these very strange sort of animal sounds. But but one of my roommates has been playing Baldur's Gate. (laughs) (laughs) And there are a lot of animal sounds in there. One of the sounds that I hear a lot from Baldur's Gate is the varied thrush. And it's a sound I know very well. And both... I and the kittens, every time we hear the varied thrush, think it's coming from outside and, like, look around for it. So I thought that my housemate had stumbled upon, like, some very wild place in Baldur's Gate, and I continued to ignore the sounds. At your peril. Uh Uh-huh. And then finally I'm like, the direction of those sounds doesn't quite seem right. And I get up and go to the window, and my cat hisses at me. Oh, dear. Now, my cat hisses at everybody, but she only hisses at me when she's very upset about something. Hmm. And there was no reason for her to be upset. And I look out the window and I see these shapes moving around. Sil- like these, sil- these shadow shapes of, that, were, have been, that are being projected from inside my basement and out through the windows. Okay. Something's in the spoopy. basement. So I start, I'm like, hey, are any of you in the basement? My roommates are upstairs. So I start freaking out, and one of my roommates goes running, opens the flings open the basement doors before I can get there, and is just like raccoons! And, <laughs> <laughs> like a large number of raccoons come exploding out of the basement. And I oh, freak God. out because I'm like, the raccoons are eating the kittens. No joke, man. Yeah, they would do it. They totally would. They're bastards. They will do that. They will get get chickens from their coops and eat them. And just tear them apart. Sometimes they don't. Even, a lot of times they don't even eat them. They just rip them apart for funsies. And I get down there, and there's one last raccoon just loping around in my basement. Luckily, the kittens are okay. They were fine. Oh, good. Uh, the raccoons have all been shooed, but though these dumbasses had. Somebody had left the door to the basement open. These dumbasses had gotten in my basement and then locked themselves in it by shutting the door. 
They're really good at locking themselves into shit. They be really it are. Dumpsters or basements or yeah. Somehow, I, I guess one of them must have gotten on top of the door while the other ones were going inside and just knocked it shut. And that was a lot of raccoons, Russ. Did you get a rough estimate on how many raccoons? Somewhere between five and seven. <laughs> More raccoons than you'd want in a basement. Considering that number is zero, but I think what, they what? they got down there because they smelled the kitten food our my basement has windows and they're opened and screened so critters can't get in but you know the critters can smell what's going on inside what language is it where raccoon the word for raccoon means the little guys with the grabby hands (laughs) i don't know but it's very appropriate I'm, i'm having a hard time googling that it's like raccoon thems with the grabby hands language it's not quite coming together Yeah, that's very appropriate. Ah, uh, I thought what? they had opposable thumbs. They do not. It's it's an ish. Man, their hands are weird. They have very strange hands. Ugh, look at them. <laughs> Terrible. Well, I saw the pictures of those kitties on your Instagram. Aren't they GM cute? Chrysler, those were some snotty noses. Yeah, uh, snotty they were eyeballs. really gross. They were really gross when they sneezed. It just like, it was like a glue shower. They get the they get the strand that like just yeah. fell against their face. And yeah, the, oh, those God. poor kittens. Those poor kittens. One of them, his eye was so fucked up, it was fused shut a little bit. Oh, no. And I have no idea what we're gonna do about that. But the first thing to do is to get rid of the infection, and then we'll worry yeah. about it. I don't have any cool raccoon stories. You seen the video where he <laughs> tries to where he tries to wash the cotton candy, and it all dissolves under his little hands. Yes, I have. Oh. Well, good for the kitties. I hope they get better, and I hope they are not eaten. And uh, on the plus side, you can now start selling raccoons. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I guess that's a trap. I just need to bait it with some kittens. You know what they got into while they were down there? They weren't down there very Rice. long. They got into a bag of kitten poop. A bag of kitten poop? Do they eat poop? I don't know. See, the, it's confusing because the kitten litter I have is made, the cat litter is made of corn, and then it has oh. poop in it. So, I don't know what uh, the bag of poop with kitten litter with its corn. <laughs> I just Googled, do raccoons eat poop? Just for the fuck of it. <laughs> My very first uh, it, answer number one, raccoons are notorious for eating dog poop. They eat it because they are omnivores and dog poop is a source of protein. Result number two. No, raccoons do not eat dog poop. <laughs> also, Google, so, since they're putting like a lot of search terms into AI, and also for a long time they've been ripping it out of websites, but now they're also doing AI. So you can't really trust what Google is telling you anymore. You have to actually click on the links that are below what they say, because it is making shit up from whatever it finds on the internet. Or I have to find a raccoon and ask it personally. Well, maybe some do, some don't. I mean, you and I don't like all of the same foods. Give it a nice big plate of poop. <laughs> See what happens. Steak on the other side. Would you rather have the steak or the poop? You know. It's a pretty easy trivia question, right? It might be a tough choice for a raccoon. Oh, God, the secret challenger is the dung beetle. Oh, Jesus, fuck. He doesn't want the steak at all. What the hell is wrong with me? All right, well, I'm going to read a poem. Go ahead on. What are we reading today? Outsider Underneath. 
Bob bought a $100 suit, but couldn't afford any underwear. Says he, if your outside looks real good, no one will know what's under there. Jack bought some $100 shorts, but wore a suit with rips and tears. Says he, it won't matter what people see, as long as I know what's under there. Tom bought a flute and a box of crayons, some bread and cheese and a golden pear. As for his suit or his underwear, he doesn't think about them much or care. Is there an illustration? No, no illustration. Well, you have heard of author insertion, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This (laughs) is Shel Silverstein. Writing a poem about his own damn self. And exactly. That is the, I'll give you a hint. Uh, there are three characters in this poem. There are Bob, <laughs> Jack, and Tom. Which do you think is Shel Silverstein? <laughs> if Shel Silverstein wore underwear a fucking day in his life, I'll eat my sandal. It certainly was a nice one. See, the reason a good reason to wear underwear, though, is so you don't have to wash things as much. Well, judging by all the author photographs I've seen of him, he could, he could grow his own fucking underwear. <laughs> well, the reason I chose this poem is because I want to talk about John Fetterman. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Have you heard about what's going on with John Fetterman? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh, he, he doesn't like to wear suits, and so he uh, just tends to turn up to the Senate in, in you know whatever he fell out of bed in that morning. And they recently changed the on-the-floor dress code. Yeah, apparently it wasn't it wasn't an official dress code, but they still had the sergeant in arms enforce it. Hmm. Okay. I didn't know this. Or maybe it was unwritten, but in any case, John Fetterman would vote in his casual wear just by sticking his head in the door and voting, since he wasn't allowed in the Senate. Awesome. This poem I thought was appropriate for talking about John Fetterman and how they changed the Senate dress code. Uh, And I wanted to share some responses to John Fetterman's choices of clothing and changing of the dress code and his responses to some of those responses. Man, I didn't... I was not that familiar with this guy (laughs) prior to this. Yeah. And I I don't know, like, this is like clothes gate just fucking thrust him into the limelight. But he seems like a pretty cool dude. As you know, far his as... responses have been very, his responses have been mean, and I like it. Yeah, really, <laughs> like really sardonic and dry yeah. as a fucking desert. Yeah, uh, he's uh, the gist of a lot of them is that there are people who supported or participated in the actual insurrection who are talking all of a sudden like they care about the decorum of the Senate. For example, yeah. let's talk about Lauren Bobert. Wasn't she the one that got caught jerking some guy off? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm trying to get to there. All right. (laughs) I mix up her and Marjorie Taylor Greene pretty pretty much on the reg. I have learned that uh, her middle name is Opal. Who's? Lauren Bobert. Bobert. Also that she went to a school called Rifle High School. That that seems to work. The very dignifying Bobert says... It's truly unbecoming for someone to show up like that to any job, let alone a job that only 100 people are elected to do. There's just no excuse for it. And then, our man Fetterman replies, I figure if I take up vaping and grabbing the hog during a live musical, they'll make me a folk hero. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, look at those shorts. Yeah, I can't say that I like 
the way he dresses, but like that's not like that's not what's really important. Like we have our lawmakers are a goddamn shame. <laughs> yes, yes they are. <laughs> and I don't think these shorts are really a big deal in comparison. It feels it really does feel like the simulation is breaking down, doesn't it? Right. Have you heard about the uh uh all the QAnon stuff surrounding Fetterman? Yeah, that he has a body double? Yeah, well, the the latest on that is now he's started selling body double merchandise. <laughs> That's good. The thing is, like, the idea, the, both the idea of him having a body double and probably one of the reasons why he wears the clothing he does is that he's like 6'8 or 6'9 and a large person. With Also, very, he just had a stroke, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And he was hospitalized for depression as well recently. Uh but finding clothes when you're shaped like him and, you know, not just him, but for a lot of people isn't easy. And so having these really strict dress code standards, it's not like an equal challenge for everybody. You it's know what much he should harder fucking for some do? People. He should bring back judicial robes. Huh. Like just have him turn up in like a one big singlet muumu kind of a thing. Bonus points for powdered wig. If John Fetterman turns up wearing a fucking powdered wig, I will I will personally send him a hundred dollars to his campaign. Come on, powdered wig, Fetterman. I know so one you're thing, a listener one of thing, our podcast. Uh, one thing Fetterman has been saying is Fetterman has issued a challenge to the Republicans. He says that if these jagoffs in the House stop trying to shut our <laughs> government down and fully support Ukraine, then I will save democracy by wearing a suit to the Senate next week. There you go. Sorted. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. So maybe he's not going to wear a white frilly wig, although that would be delightful. Uh, But he will wear a suit to save democracy and keep the government from being shut down. So not only was Boebert, but the one we always mix up with her. Apparently, Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene don't get along either. Yeah, that which is hilarious to me. I know, I know. But Marjorie Taylor Greene had an issue with him and said... The Senate no longer enforcing a dress code for senators to appease Fetterman is disgraceful. Dress code is one of society's standards that set etiquette and respect for our institutions. Stop lowering the bar. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and then Fetter responded, Thankfully, the nation's lower chamber lives by a higher code of conduct, displaying dinglings in public hearings. And that is about Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, displaying Hunter Biden's penis in a hearing this summer. I always try to say Marjorie Taylor Greene, and it just comes out like Marjorie Taylor Thomas, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. MTG. Or JTT. (laughs) How is anything getting done? Like, the fact that the lights are still on is beyond me. I know. (laughs) and But it really is a big deal that somebody who was an an insurrectionist, or it's like really supported the insurrection, and... (laughs) I was trying to say insurrection, but I was also thinking about Hunter Biden's dick, so I said something that was somewhere between insurrection and erection. In- insurrection diction diction. Yeah. Insurrection. Any case. That's Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene's deal. Insurrection. God damn, we've got to name something, Matt. Insurrection. Insurrection. Just lean into it. Insurrection. Man, that's a great word. And because she has no leg to stand on when it comes to propriety. Not even a third leg to stand on. 
Yeah, but it's like the, the fact that she could be offended by anything. Mm-hmm. The fact that anyone could be offended by anything. Yeah. It's like, you know Fetterman doesn't get offended. Maybe at pants. I also want to read something I saw on Blue Sky. Says a Daniel J. Willis at BayAreaData.press. God help me. I'm calling men's rights on the Fetterman dress code thing. If Kristen Cinema can dress like an overly precocious nine-year-old picking out her own school clothes, men can wear Carhartt. And mind you, I feel like I would wear a lot of the same things that Cinema wears if I had money. And like an important job to go to. But she I does. have now slapped furiously into Google image search, and now I have realized that Kristen Cinema dresses like a goddamn Hunger Games character. <laughs> there you go. I would also dress like a Hunger Games character if I had money. Those sleeves are bigger than me. This is amazing. Yeah. Fuck dress codes. Fuck dress codes everywhere. And it's interesting that you say that, even though I totally, although it totally goes with your morals, so it isn't surprising that you'd say that, but it is interesting because to you, clothing and presentation are very important. Maybe I'm evolving. Do you work with lathes? I need you to wear very baggy things. I do not work with lathes. The new PPE around lathes is neckties. (laughs) Man, have you ever watched those, like, lathe videos on... Jesus Christ. I've watched some wood-turning videos, but I I guess, and yes, they involve lathes. No, I'm thinking about the other lathe videos. <laughs> oh. the, ones where there's, the ones where there's not wood, but there is permanent emotional scarring. Like what? What are you talking about? You mean like, like, like the Chinese industrial ones? Eh? Oh, you're not familiar with these videos. I guess you and I didn't live on the same internet when we were... <laughs> oh, you mean like <laughs> something we... awful or something? Oh, yeah, where, you know, it's like the guy, like, leans over the lathe, the lathe that turns metal into smaller metal, and then you like, can see what that does to a human body. Yeah, no, I it's didn't. It's not good. I didn't seek that out. I did, you know, I had some friends who did look at something awful, and I did see some of those things just by being in the same room with them, but no, I never really sought that sort of stuff out. <sighs> Man, I came of age way too early. I saw war crimes. Oh, I did too. I have definitely <laughs> seen someone get beheaded on video, and I did not yeah, know that was about to videos. happen. Yeah, I didn't know that was going to happen. Man, the internet's the worst. The internet was a mistake. <sighs> Nothing good has happened since the internet. Oh, I showed you a really interesting website today, though, that is an actual government website. Did you look? Oh, yeah. Please yeah, describe it for about, us, Russ. We need to talk about this. Hang on, let me pull it up. This is the United States... Consumer Product Safety Commission website. It would seem that the CPSC, as it trips off the tongue, has a new initiative, I guess we can call it. Because the theme is we're safety now, haven't we? Yes. I did not stroke out there for just a moment. (laughs) I will read that again. We're safety now, haven't we? Here is the only thing I can assume from looking at this website. I think I've spoken about the Quiznos commercials from 2003, where the little monkey things dance and scream at the camera, we've got a pepper bar. 
If fashion is cyclical, then so too must the internet be, because it's 2023 now, and that's a generation. So, the CPSC has put out informational music videos? It's not much on the videos, I think it's mostly just the songs. Yeah, 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 that's true. About ways to keep safe. Bangers such as going off like fireworks. Are you dangerous like Never launch fireworks off your body, shoot fireworks at other people, try to relight dud fireworks, or drink alcohol and use fireworks. Those of you Wu-Tang fans out there uh, might recall the classic, Protect Your Neck. Well, the uh, CPSC has answered back with, Protect Your Noggin. Let me tell you what the issue What's is. That? When you in the streets, gotta stay vigilant. Yeah. Check the stats, there's been way too many in your hands. From right and right without nothing, no protecting them. But we could do better. Come up, put my helmet on and go zoom. Yeah. Sitting flat upon my head real evenly. Uh. No on my forehead, y'all see. It's true. I did listen to that one. That one's about wearing helmets. Between 2013 and 2022, an average of 212,000 young people a year between the ages of 13 and 24 were injured in incidents related to bikes, mountain bikes, adult tricycles. What the hell is an adult tricycle? Oh, my dad had one. They're they're, they're usually for people who have uh, balance issues, and so riding a bike would be dangerous for them. Oh. Scooters, brackets, powered, unpowered, unspecified, mini bikes, e bikes, skateboards, rollerblades, and inline skates. Man, leave it to the CPSC to take aggregate data and make it fun. Amazing. <laughs> well, should we tune out on one of these bangers? I think we should, yes. Thanks to the people at CPSC. 